0: Welcome to the Intentional Guy Podcast, where we are driven to help men become more intentional and purposeful in their daily lives. Your host, Michael Chestnut, will interview amazing guests to get insight and glean wisdom from so we can integrate intentional living and lead happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. All right, let's get started with the show. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Intentional Guy. I am excited about today talking to this guest. I mean, this has been one of these episodes where we've tried to connect a couple of times and haven't. And I know those are usually the ones that God's going to use the most. And so um, I have with us is Doug Sweeney is coming today to share his story with us. And uh, Doug, on here, we just we love stories. We love hearing other people's stories, because sure. what I find is that it enriches my life hearing. So I, you know, if nobody else watches this, po- you know, these podcasts, I, I, I get something out of them and the, and the many people I've met. And when you see how God can move in so many so, lives, it's, I, it's amazing. So yes. Doug, if you don't mind, I'm just going to hand this over to you. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you, Michael, for having me, first of all. Thank you for this way that you're hosting. And I'm just grateful that you're open and that you actually have something called The Intentional uh, Podcast, The Intentional Guy, because it it is intention, I believe, that uh, transformation is made happen. And uh, it took me a very long time to learn that, but the more I applicate intention, the more transformative, more transformative that we can be and grow in this life. So, my thing is uh, addiction. Um, so, addiction for me was drugs and alcohol. The first thing we think about when we say addiction is drugs and alcohol, normally. But addiction, in essence, is could be anything. It really could be. Um, what I've matured to actually define it as is idolatry because
0: yeah
1: addiction is idolatry and idolatry at its core is anything capital anything that we hold fast to our heart mind and affection more than god himself and so you know i it could be anything it could be someone who just has to buy shoes every week or someone who praises and worships and invest tens of thousands of dollars in an nfl team or you know what i mean anything it's right. just anything but for me it was um it was alcohol and drugs from a very early age i grew up in a environment in, home environment that caused a lot of embarrassment a lot of pain um a lot of emotional baggage and just things that You know a developing toddler and young teenager adolescent that know how to deal with so i basically just took of what was the most readily available to me and that was alcohol um it it didn't take long at all Hmm. alcohol alcohol was was how i was going to decide at a young age that i was going to feel better or at least be able to feel more normal and talk and laugh or have any kind of fun. I thought that that was the only way to. And because it it took such an impact on my young life, the way I escalated and the, the higher uh, the use that I used to get into. Right. Just escalated so fast. Um, I was into I was drinking hard liquor before I was a sophomore in high school, and then soon into that it was it was various different kinds of drugs and it it just it just got worse and worse and worse and then I started going to jail, I started going to court i started uh and and you know I didn't have assistance, I didn't have a bailout or anything like that, so I just had a lot of little rock bottoms that just get, got deeper and deeper. So where it changed for me was because it, it wasn't going to be the way I used. I couldn't, I could never find a way to functionally use I was never going to succeed at using drink or drug never. I tried more than a 100 times I can guarantee it I've tried. And it just wasn't going to happen for me. So my heart, my heart had to break and it did break it broke from a very horrible accident that that you know i I drank and drove for years and years and years and finally it affected someone else's life that wasn't my own and i didn't know how to deal with that i had no idea how to deal with that and i and i couldn't believe that you know my concept of god prior to this was not that somebody else would suffer at my decision or my choice but i should suffer like i always had before i should have got the more brunt end of that and so i couldn't understand that but that is where god stepped in through a victim's uh family member to show me forgiveness i mean I couldn't believe in the kind of forgiveness that I, that I was receiving from this family member of, of the victim's family. And that was where God opened my eyes to see how big he was and how gracious he is, and how multi-meaning the grace that he has always given to each of us is. And it literally healed my heart at the time. It made me feel better. It allowed me to simultaneously forgive myself because I he showed me such clear forgiveness. And that was where my my change happened. Was how believing, long of a
0: progress was of a long of a process was that to, from that oh. happening to you being able to feel that?
1: It was, it was um, I, I mean, I'm going to say, from the accident to to believe to seeing his forgiveness, it was five months, and mm-hmm. I I really, I really drug myself down deeper and deeper, and I just couldn't believe that that I that I I could be a survivor in that and and not on the other end of that. I just couldn't believe mm-hmm. that. I didn't understand that kind of God because I never had those those. Uh, those views before i had a view of the way i grew up that if you didn't do this you didn't do that then you're it's over for you you know what i mean and therefore i just i just i did i needed that view deconstructed and that's how it was deconstructed and that's how i was able to get back up and move forward and you know i i don't want to i don't want to ridicule it's not my place to to jump on a bandwagon and put down what the world offers but i had been in and out of treatment for years on end, from age 17 onward and even back at age 17 i knew something wasn't right with the with what the program and what secular treatment would embed and and basically force you to believe about a disease and, and not being accountable to choice and, and, and things like that. And it never sat well with me, you know, you know, I used to use it in my advantage to continue to use and, and say, yeah, I'm an addict. I can't help it. And things like that. But I learned that there is, that is, that is just not true. It is not true. We have, You know when i got when i would go to jail or come back out and be clean for months at a time i still always had a choice and i was not i was not i never bought into the into the the precepts that the the program and the secondary treatment would deliver i just couldn't and so i found freedom when i found forgiveness and when i found forgiveness it was right then and thereafter that I also seen that I had to forgive, because it was the reason why I continued. When I didn't forgive for all the years that I never forgave, that I just continued to make my bed in, in the hell that I lived in. And that's what it was. It was nothing less than that. When I forgave, when when I realized, when my heart knew I had to forgive, I I didn't know what action to take, I didn't know how to genuinely and authentically do it, but I just knew my heart knew I had to do it and that was like more than half of the first big step. And then through prayer and through you know the guidance of of elder Christian brothers and and things like that, then I I was able to do that and I didn't get the ex I didn't get the results that I had expected because it wasn't even they were they were dumbfounded they thought forgive me for what and that hurt sure. but it was part of the action that I still had to yeah. go through and the freedom that came upon me from that is what enabled me to go so much deeper and so much more into God's word and relationship with him through his son and it has it has it just grows it just i mean You know it's it's it was where it was where everything became different for me right and i didn't have to you know i didn't have to practice the lies or the cover-ups or the letting down again like i had for so many years and and this is where this is where freedom comes and this is what i want I want I want this for other other men, you know what I mean? Because I know right. I know the numbers, I know the statistics, I know I know the population of jails and prisons, and I know where it all comes from predominantly, and it's with right. addiction. And it breaks families up. You know, there's there's so many fatherless kids. There's 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 wives that lose their husbands because of it. And it's up to the man. I mean, God made the man to lead the family. Yeah. And I, I just have, I have a heart for this. I have a, a, a yearning for this.
0: Hmm. Well, let me ask you something, because from, uh, you know, some people who are listening to it, I, I know we're hitting a lot of people who probably are h- hidden in addiction, and I, and I want to talk to you about that in a minute. um but i want to talk about the people the men who are watching they don't have this addiction problem they they can't relate because they don't have it what advice would you give them to how you know they have someone that is is addicted and they're trying to be that man of god for them but they just don't really know what they need to do or or where to start or how, how to be what suggestions can you give to to someone like that, that they could help someone who's recovering from addiction and is in that area where they need that encouragement.
1: I have to say, you know, someone who, 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 who sees it and their fellow friend or brother or whatever, the advice I would give is just to, to, to not give up on them, to not give up on them, to pray with them. The power of prayer is phenomenal. It, um, it extends it, it, it extends the faith it extends the faith and god is a god that he knows the intentions of our heart
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what he's not gonna he's not gonna leave this void he's gonna show himself that's what yeah. god does if he wants us what he does he does want us he gave us christ as romans 5a says in that while we were yet still sinners Christ hung and died for us. That's a love that no other comparison could ever come to. So when, when someone is trying to help someone, then then, and especially if they have, you know, experience in God's word and in the church, then they can they can point out things. They can, in humility and in humbleness, they can they can draw their friend into what this is and to pray that scripture with them. You know what i mean and then i also one of my greatest things is is that i'm and i started last year a lot but i'm really doing a, even more is memorizing scripture yeah. i think the more you know if we just spend 10 15 minutes a day we can memorize passages of scripture yeah we truly truly can and when we do that we're honoring god in his word where it says in the psalms and to all other places many other places. By how we meditate on his work day and night. And that's where we, we soon are taking that in. Something else I want to say that I remember so much back then, and that was as radical and as much effort and intention as I put towards my addiction. And I can't tell you, I worked overtime. hmm to use and abuse and and hold on to it and still try to get away with my lies with uh still going to work on time still covering up this absurdness or you know what I mean I worked so much overtime in my addiction then I flipped the script on that and I started serving I started serving I started doing things mm. I took the focus off of me. And because the more focus I would put on me, the mind is a terrible enemy at times. It, it is. really is. And all I want to do, if I, if I'm, if I'm in, especially in those beginning days and those beginning weeks and months, I had to take the focus off of me and look towards someone else. I would look for someone that was yeah. that either visually looked like they were worse off than me or an elderly couple or someone else I can help serve in some way in the church actively participate in, in another person's life. And, and it's, and I find, you know, throughout the years that that works in so many other things too. It's yeah. so when we take the focus off of ourself that we are healing ourselves. <laughs> We're mysteriously being healed. We are mysteriously giving or 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 maturing, growing, learning and and being the eyes of Christ. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's that's what it's about for me. These are principles that don't stop growing, that don't stop getting better. They really don't. And and the more the more I'm eyes off of me and on my fellow neighbor. The the better I am, the better I am, the more useful I can be for him.
0: And I think the church has gotten better with this, um, you know, than what what they were when we were probably growing up. In the fact that, you know, I came from a judgmental background where yeah, there too. was a lot of judgment thrown at people with addictions and other things, and and I think the church has gotten better with that and. and some ways and and just basically a lot of it's dependent on the pastor, of course, too, because they follow his, his lead on it. But, you know, it's not, it's, I find that addictions and stuff, recovery and stuff like that, they're done through the biggest majority that helps someone is the proper relationships they have. It's relationships that really can change our lives. You know, and having those non-judgmental, stronger Christian men walking alongside of you is power is is powerful. It you is. know,
1: yes, it A- is. along
0: with other men who are going even through the same struggle you are. There's power in that because you two are finding that common ground to want um, right. to be better and to grow. Um, but I also know that come with. Re- with recovery comes from relapse too. And yeah. I see to a double edged sword with that, you know, um, yeah. the, the addict that re that, you know, does relapse that shame and guilt seems to come back a lot harder and stronger. Yeah. And, you know,
1: and, yeah. And I wanna I want to, you know, I want to, I want to open that up right there and say that, you know, I did have my time. I, I, I had my slips and my falls, and this, you're right, that shame and that guilt, especially after seeing the love. I mean, the love and forgiveness that God bestowed upon me was not just an exercise of faith, but the way He did it mm-hmm. through word, through a letter, through a victim's family, yeah. through such kindness that I could never imagine or ever deserve. But so when so when I when I did that, and, and it's it's so good that you're talking about the church and the fellow brothers in Christ that help you and walk you through things because this was another area that I needed that. And when I fell, I fell, I fell once, you know, I fell a couple of times in, in the in the after those first few years. This was a long time ago. But I I felt the same way. I thought then I didn't deserve nothing even from going back into that drink again. I didn't deserve nothing but just pure death. I was just so weighed with guilt and, and, and I just couldn't imagine why I would do that after all, all that I had grown, all that I had come through and, and things and seeing why and having knowledge of why I slowed down back on, back down on church attendance. And then when the church I was going to, I wasn't actively participating in it and things. But it didn't, when I fell, I did not have to go all the way back right. and start over again. It's the Now the, the same. enemy will
0: lie and tell you it's, you do.
1: Yes, the enemy will let you do that, let you believe that you're 100% right. And that's where you have to take control of your mind. That's like me walking to the car right now to go down to the street and pick up a loaf of bread. Now, when I walk out to my car and I trip over the bush on the corner of the garage, does that mean I come back into my house, take off my coat, and start all the way over? Or do I just stop right there, brush off the bush debris, and get in the car from there where I tripped? You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how it was showed to me, and, and it was taken to me that's in good. God's word that the same way. And that's what we do. We don't, we don't go back all the way. We don't. We just get back up stronger. You see, the spirit, the spirit works so intuitively in, in a heart mm-hmm. that is hungry and wants that. You know, what I mean, I really had to want to be done with that. And I did. As far mm-hmm. as it took me, I had to, I had to want to be done with it. And when I did want to, God knew my heart. He knows our hearts more than we know our hearts. Yeah. And so he helped me and he gave me that brother. He gave me that, you know, church member to walk me through this. And that was so important. It is so, so important. Same way, you know, when I told you I had to forgive my uh, adversary for what what I held so captive and animosity and such bitter anger at for so many years feeding my addiction when I didn't get the result of, oh, okay, like when i forgave him i i thought there would be a a whole breakdown a sobby emotional breakdown and then healing but when i heard forgive me for what that Mm -hmm. just enraged the flesh that enraged me you know what i mean but i had to go and i talked to more mature christian men and they helped me to realize that some people aren't there people some people you know the that I had this whole time, and this
0: guy's not even yeah. got a clue
1: Exactly. but it was it was about my heart and about right. me setting that free. I had to set that free. Yeah, I had to drop that baggage. I had to drop all that and get rid of all that. And that's all that it was about. It was about me breaking free from that. Mm. And and that's so good. So but yeah, and, and it's men. It was it was more mature men. It was the, you know, God blessed me. First, He forgave me. When I seen how He forgave me, and then He He put every, every vessel in my path to take me into the process. Yeah. And and when I think about you know and that's been almost twenty years ago, and I think about that now, I just. And I, you know, I want to do that more and more and more. And I've become more available to do that. And this is what I want to do. This is where I think that I'm actually going to find fulfillment is to so, help, so
0: help. Tell me about that. What, you know, so you got this past, you've got this forgiveness, you got this. It's been 20 years. Uh, how, how are you taking that now and using it for God? Um
1: like my end objective are you asking your
0: whole whole journey so you we go through this stuff in life what is it that now because i know that for me and mine
1: yeah
0: then i wanted to help guys that were in my situation and and i had a a more compassion and then i had a drive and then that drive Mm -hmm. went to reality and now every thursday night i'm in a group of other like-minded men that i'm helping walk through that stuff with
1: yeah currently right now i'm also in a thursday night uh thing with the church that we go to and uh it's it's just addiction and it's and it's not one addiction or two addictions, right. it's addiction to whatever and our church has set that up with a facilitator right now uh that were we just started on thursday nights and so i'm involved with that at my church and I'm also going through something a little more intense and uh to be actually certified as a ACBC counselor with uh it's it's something that you do online and it really it's it's, it's a accredited uh biblical counseling is what it is and I think and it's my firm belief especially with the word of God that Everything starts with that, in really? my opinion, uh, in my full belief, I will say everything starts with the Word of God. You know, what I mean, that's how we come to the grips of true healing. That's how we come to the grips of knowing we are His. We are not the if. It, hopefully, you're either His or you're the world's. Yeah. There isn't a gray area. There's no gray area. Sat, you know. Not sadly for my conscience, but to some others that might be sad because you want to be in the middle somewhere. But we are either his or we're not his, and therefore, to be successful and to be, you know, you know something. There's a there's an old writer, G.K. Chesterton, that wrote many good works, uh, but one of his shortest uh, quotes of all times I, I still remember so much of was that. You know we we are uh, we are not uh, a, we are not a body with a soul, but we are a soul with a body. Mm. This life is so temporal. in the book of James, he tells us the life is but a vapor. This little life, if we live to be ninety years old, and that's a pretty long life, it's nothing but a vapor of a breath compared to eternity and we yeah. got we are so wrapped up with what this world has to offer and it's nothing there is nothing new all new news is old news to new people there's nothing new in this world this world is is lost and we are here on this short journey to prepare for eternity and that's all i i ever have a focus on and it gets sad sometimes to see the world and the condition that it's in, but it should motivate each of us who who have truth to want mm-hmm. to wanna, uh, bestow the truth and give the truth. And that's where I'm at with it right now. So addiction is my thing. I know what I've survived and I can't I can't be done talking about how many times I shouldn't have survived. If we were to go on for 24 hours, I wouldn't be finished. And so it has to be for this. It has to be the, for this for me because it, it it drives me. It motivates me. And this is what I want to do.
0: This is my one you know, uh, of the one of the hardest thing I see I, I love with you is, um, you know, who you are, your your identity. I exactly I, I see a very, lot of guys go through addiction who their whole identity is based on. Their addiction and the worst moments in their life and it's like we're more than the sum of the worst choices we made in our life
1: there that's that's a that's actually those are actually lyrics to a song uh from Hmm. a band called we are messengers we are not the sum of our mistakes or something i I can't remember what band that is christian band and we aren't and i i used to always first one before i ever made all the mistakes that I did or or built my addiction as deep as I built it that's what I was raised being told that I was the sum of my mistakes and and so I already believed that before I tried to numb it and then when I numbed it and, and and fell over and over and over deeper and deeper and deeper I just it was in it was ingrained in my heart and my soul that I was the sum of my mistakes yeah and I, and we're not. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we are. <laughs> we are not that. We are not that, and we don't have to be that. We don't. Yep. We have we have someone who wants to redeem us, who wants to set us free, who wants to give us life so that we can give that life to another person, and then hopefully more and more. And it's it's supposed to be an outreach. Yeah.
0: And you know, I know there's someone listening right now. I mean, let's, let's be an authentic and real. Let's just be honest. I always say this you don't know what the person next to you in church is going through. You don't. And I you know, never
1: know. You never yeah. know. Because we're so, so we, we, you know, so many people just, they, they, they can, they conglomerate about ideas about, well, I have to, I have to, I must deserve this or, yeah. Or Don't we,
0: nobody would.
1: Nobody would agree with the way I feel. They would just think I'm crazy, or, or yeah. you know, something like that. And and it's and and that's where we're supposed to you know, take the eye, take our eyes off of ourselves, take our eyes off yeah. of ourselves, and and have a, have a heart to want to be that person, be that vessel for someone. You know what I mean? You yeah. said something about the identity. And I want to, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on that. In the beginning for me, I had to, I had, I, you know, my site, my website's called Breaking Bondage from Addiction. And my bond, I was, when I, when I named that site, I didn't, I didn't come up with the word bondage uh, because of the addiction. Because I realized, you know, when I was really studying my past and and understanding where I was before addiction and everything, I literally was, I was held bondage to multiple bondages before I ever practiced addiction or used to get deeper into addiction. My bondages were were self-worth. I had no self-worth. I had no confidence. I had no identity. I wasn't good at anything. I didn't play sports, but a couple years of baseball, and I sucked i didn't I didn't do anything because I was already screwing up everything. And so if I did anything else, I would have screwed that up. And these were the things that were embedded in me as a young child. so, I had my bondages were were that, were those pains, yeah. and I had to identify those and then see how I can be set free from those by God and his word and, and, and the church and other men, you know what I mean, that, that show me what I am good at. I, be, I got really good at, at reading and retaining and then writing articles and things like that, and I started seeing where I did have worth. And i you know back in the beginning of my christian life and i i I was i was and i never even knew this but then i started seeing other things that i can do and i'm a worker at heart i like but i got to be careful because i think we all can be guilty of being a martha and working 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 (laughs) you know what i mean too much and 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 not really being at the feet of jesus and, and 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 studying and learning and and giving praise to him but identity is so crucial i think because we have to see what it was what pain points did we have to even start addiction you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i know very well what mine were and i think most people forget that you know and not i won't say i think most people do but i think some people do i think some people get successful in the business world never had pain points growing up but something else takes place and then you have to figure out what that is you have to figure out what that identify that pain point that bondage that thing that a bottle or a drug made you feel better than in natural Mm -hmm. life you know what i mean you have to find those identities and, and
0: i think a lot of people listening to i mean let's just be honest so as you're listening i know that we have some people you may not have a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction exactly. but you're still sitting in church next to us in bondage to something right and there's right. something that has taken control whether it could be anxiety depression i mean we look at people think quickly about drugs and alcohol but some of it can be you're you're an abusive person. You 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 have anger issues. You're you're mean to your family and people don't know. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And there's all this stuff that it can be. And let me tell you, everybody has strongholds in our lives. We will never as long as there's a devil, we'll never not have a stronghold trying to get us in life. Um, once we, con- you know, God helps us conquer one. Then then here comes another thing that is just life right but it's when you live in secret and darkness that it grows in power and so you know encouragement doug to those people that are sitting there listening to this right now knowing understanding the bondage to something to what's a you know some maybe encouragement to take that step forward to trust someone or and and definitely god to move forward out of that
1: yeah my encouragement is you know I can't I can't tell you how without without any substances. I was I used to be worthless. I, I couldn't I couldn't reach out to nobody. I couldn't I couldn't even say anything because I was so hesitant about how I sounded or what someone would think of my the way I speak or my intellect or anything like that, because those were the pain points from a young right child. But and if you're at that point and you and you just you don't you don't want to shame yourself in public or whatever then you, then then you have to you have to give yourself to God you have to give yourself to God in your own prayer and then you ask him to bring someone to you yeah bring someone to you and he will show you he will show you more than once
0: and you're going to have if to trust you're, him if
1: you're stubborn yeah you have to trust him you have to show him you have to trust him, and he knows. You've got to believe. You know, if you if you have faith in God and you and you trust in His Holy Bible, that you have to believe that He's going to bring you someone. He's going to bring you a vessel that's going to lead you to a better step, a next step, because it's all about that next step. You know, I can't help but to, but just just to think of how. You know, some churches. I don't want to get this confused. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, you know, some churches. Some, you know, I, li- I like your optimism, Mike. On on the churches agreeing with this, and, and but there are still some churches that yeah. that are that want to let go of this of this uh, this thing that we deal with in the world and give it to AA or give it to a, a treatment facility or something. But yeah, but I promise you if you reach out to God, if you're, if you exercise your faith and you reach out to God there and you, and you don't know how to find the right vessel, he will display that for you. He will show you. He will and I, I like
0: that. that, that you're saying that because pray for someone and God, it, it's supernatural. God is supernatural. Yeah. And what, you're just going to feel this tug that this is the person. And I want to encourage what Doug is saying. Obey the tug.
1: Yes. And I, you know, I
0: I had to go to someone and God took me to this guy in the church that this prominent doctor, Mm. heart heart doctor in our area, uh, busy family, man, all this stuff. And I'm like, God's telling me to go tell him. Yeah. And to ask him that, to walk this journey with me that's so, and the enemy was in my ear saying, man, come on, man. That guy is too busy to care about you or to help you. Right. Yes. And I obeyed the tug though, Doug. And I went to that guy and I said, listen, and I just regurgitated out to him everything. And I said, God, I said, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but God's told me to tell you this. And to ask you if you'll be my friend and walk this journey with me. Yeah. And I'll never forget that guy looking at me with tears in his eyes, telling me I've been in the same place. Yeah. And he was like, I, and, and we became friends and, yeah. you know, he, he, you, it is that's not how good God, is. God connected. Uh it wasn't yes. an accident. God orchestrated that. And yes, what I want does. people to know is He's gonna orchestrate it for you, but you gotta obey the tug.
1: Yes, you have to grieve not, and that's you know, it took me a while with when I always heard grieve not the spirit. Well, that's that's when you obey the tug. But that's grieving not the spirit. That's when you obey the tug. Even if it seems silly like you, you thought, What would this prominent doctor want? with you right but right. that's how god astounds us he blows us away in these little instances
0: and you know and especially in my head i'm thinking this prominent doctor and the stuff that i was going to give was the most embarrassing stuff yeah. because, and and it's what i've been hiding yeah no one knows yeah. you know
1: and it's that's what god that. does he opens that hiding and he reveals these things hmm and that's how we're, that's how we start. That's the more, the more dirt we, you know, reveal. That's where the cleaning process takes place.
0: Yeah.
1: You have to, you have to see the dirt to know what you're cleaning. You know what I mean? And you said something, and there's
0: earlier, a you said something earlier about peace, you know, um, I think people have a misconception of peace and we mm-hmm. think it's something that exists, but not attainable for, for me. And that, and that was me because one problem that I had Doug was I had a lot of people around me growing up that had the right mask. And I did, that was me. I knew I put on the mask for the person, the season, the thing, and all had this hidden, hidden crap behind me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, being authentic, being real and, and, you know, I, i grew up with that that judgmental lifestyle and didn't know that i could what real freedom was you know i had a picture of what it looked like but man now that i'm walking in freedom yeah i i did not know this type of supernatural feeling ex existed i know i know
1: and, and it doesn't stop at a certain moment either. The more we yield our will to God. I don't like to say surrender. You know, surrender to me. Th- there's a nice little song about surrender. and, and But if if you look in, in the word front to back, there's more yielding than there is surrender. I think surrender is something you do to a an enemy or a foe. But a yielding, when we yield our will to God, then we 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 are we are giving him our trust and our faith in yeah. what he has for us. And there is without that, that piece you're talking about, I don't. I firmly believe if I make it to 95, 90, 95 years old, I don't think Billy Graham saw the end of that piece at yes. his 97 years. I don't think he did. I think it escalated. I think in his walk of obedience, it gets better and better and better.
0: Right. It doesn't, it's not like we arrive, you know, and the joy that I have today, I did not know was possible. And, and I like what you just said though, because to, you know, tomorrow I'm going to say, wow, I have even more joy than I had before. And it's, it's ever growing with God and that once you can conquer some of these things that keep you paralyzed and you, like you said, yield to God and open your eyes just to see what God, I mean, God brought, God brought people to me without, because he loved me enough. I didn't even have to ask for these people. God was bringing them. And there was these people all around me each step of the way that God designed in his unique way to walk with me. And he'll do, I'm sure he did that with you. And he's going to do that for some of these people who are listening today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, I want to, I would just want to add to that. I think, you know, the, the element of forgiveness and, I, th- I think that that goes on and on. I think we do that all the time. I think I fail at times, especially in traffic. <laughs> I, I I get you know furious at people driving yeah. sixty in the fast lane. You know, I think there's a fast lane and then there's a a speed limit right. lane. <laughs> and so, but forgiveness is forever. We we always every day we will be in that circumstance or that yeah. or that position to posture our heart, to forgive them because, you know, they're not me. They don't do things or think the way I think. And really, am I supposed to be driving 75 miles an hour in in the fast lane or what? You know, so it's forgiveness. It's always there for us to get better at. It's always there for us to become more free and to give. And whether it's in person or without it being in person. these things these things are always at us you know one of the when i was also a baby in christ i still go back to it because the way that i read it i just talked about it with my fiance recently but uh chapter 30 of deuteronomy there's a point there's a context of the story that moses is laying out toward in the from the beginning of chapter 30 even the end of chapter 29 where god is is, is leading up to showing us. And then chapter 30, verse 15, and in verse 19, he is showing us, you know, he, he says, I lay before you a crossroad of death and destruction or life and prosperity, graciousness. And he tells us this in both verses. He says, choose life. It's like in every instance of our thoughts, our words, and our actions our, or our deeds. There's a crossroads, life and death. And then he says he he doesn't just say it, but the way I I learned it in my younger days back then was like he was he was just begging us to choose life. He says, choose life. Choose life, please, choose life. Because you're always that that will that's that's where relationship gets better and bigger. Because he's not making us do anything, but he's imploring us: choose life, in everything, word, deed, and thought. You know what I mean? Every word is a seed. Every thought is a seed, and every action is a seed. And there's only two kinds of seeds: it's either a good seed or a bad seed. You know what I mean yeah. there isn't there isn't a oh uh, that's an okay seat but not the best seat it's either good or it's bad and those are the and this is how this is how we grow this is you know when we when we take out the middle ground and we know there's either a right and there's a wrong yeah and 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 the more right we do the more understanding of what right is and 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 we follow in that and that's And life becomes abundant. Life becomes fuller.
0: Well, Doug, I want to stop there and say thank you. This has been a great conversation. Um, We're going to go ahead and put in the descriptions, link to your website, contact, uh, you know, email or whatever. If someone's listening to this and you're like, you know, I really, man, I, I find myself in this, and you need someone to talk to, I'm sure, Doug myself be happy to to talk with you and um, please reach out and doug again thank you for being on the show today thank you for the patience with me trying to get on the show too (laughs) i appreciate it
1: was well worth it mike it was well worth it i appreciate you hosting me and letting me just letting me just share this message you know what i mean because our stories are powerful yeah, there's so there's plenty of people, plenty of men and all people that could that be good to hear this. Yep. And I Amen. thank you, Michael.
0: Well, thank you. And to my listeners, till next time, you know, we're going to say obey the tug and keep yeah. being intentional. Have a great night.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Intentional Guy Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and got some real value out of it. Tell others what you learned and share the podcast if you think they would benefit from it too. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform, leave a review, and consider checking out our website, intentionalguy.org, to learn more about us and get in touch. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.